1: Hey everybody, welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Kuma, your host, joined this week by Joe Chung. It's just me and Joe. Mark is off for the week. Joe, it's time to do a party and laugh a lot because normally we can't get a laugh in edgewise.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a little <laughs> less joyous today, but uh, bear with us, everyone. We'll We'll try to make a good show regardless. A little less fraternizing on the show, but what can you do? I hope you're having fun, Mark, wherever
1: you are. Yeah, a little less frat guy, one less frat guy on the show this week, but uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. Of course, I just got back from Michigan and I talked a little bit about it last week, but I'll talk more about my trip and the overall experience, some of the redemptions, some of the interesting hotels, other stuff I found along the way. But uh, what have you been doing? You said you're getting ready for an epic road trip with the family, right? Yep, we
0: are going to be on the road for at least three weeks, visiting my parents, going with my wife's family down to the Outer Banks. Looking forward to doing that. I ended, I ended up finally, you know, I've been talking you know, all the way back to the observation deck. Um, we had this guy, Nick, on who is great, and he always talked about how he had a, or we did a trip report last year where he went through all the national parks, and he had one of those cargo carriers on top of his car. Which, For some reason, my family or my wife's family, more specifically, calls a hamburger, which uh, he would not tolerate, but I call it a hamburger that uh, goes on top of your car. So I finally got one of those. I had to scramble. I got permission from Jess to get it yesterday or two days ago, and I had to scramble. I had to order some parts from here because I had to get a rack for our car as well. So I'm excited about putting that on the car. We'll see how it goes. I'm excited to have one of these things. The reason why I finally, like, I just felt like I needed to get it is because Our kids are getting bigger. So there's more and more luggage. But the real issue has always been that we have to take our dog with us and our dog. It's just so tight in the back when she's there with our luggage and stuff like that. So uh, hopefully this will alleviate the concerns. That's if I don't destroy my car trying to put this thing on. But I hear it's pretty easy. I've been watching YouTube videos already, so I think I'll be okay. So why do you call it a hamburger? I mean, what is this? I don't because? know. I, that's I, that's what they call it. I, <laughs> like, I realized that that's what my wife's family calls it. It doesn't even look like one now that I'm, like, saying it out loud. But, I mean, we call it a hamburger. I, you know, what is it going to do? And now, I like, we were talking to the kids about it while I was trying to pick one. And then Jess is like, oh, can you get, like, a thinner one? Like, they have the ones that only are, like, go on, like, half of the car. And then my kids are like, "Oh, is that called a hot dog?" And I was like, "Oh man, I've, I've, I've cursed, I've cursed these kids with uh, bad nomenclature
1: for the cargo box carriers." But what are you gonna do? All I can like envision is you going down the street with your family and like just scenes out of vacation. So I hope that everything goes wrong during your trip and it's all just in a funny way and uh, you have good stories to tell. I already am paranoid that the thing is gonna fly off the back of
0: the car, so we'll see. You know, I'm not the handiest guy, but I watched that YouTube video. It should be—it's you only
1: need an Allen wrench. So how hard can it be? Famous last words. Yeah, it says everybody who ever tried to build an IKEA set of furniture or, or anything else uh, like that. But you're right. YouTube makes us all experts. You just watch a video for ten minutes, and then you are an expert at said topic. So uh, that's the beautiful part about the world that we live in today.
0: Yeah, I think there's <laughs> a new uh, Vegas podcast that uh, is using that uh, strategy. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, well, you guys, you guys are only only a lifetime
1: of living here uh, gives me gives me the expertise. But and Mark uh, though, and Mark, yeah, well. What can you say? Mark knows how to have fun. That's all you need to know for a Vegas that's, podcast that's is true. how to have fun. That's true. Yeah. So now speaking of fun, let's get into the show and talk about City adding a transfer partner. Now, I know that this particular news is very fun for you, considering yes, that said transfer so partner has banned you in the past. <laughs> you don't have her account. But for years in the miles and points space, everybody's been talking about when will City add American Airlines as a transfer partner? Will this happen? This is the best thing City could do to make thank you points better, to shut markup since he's always talking about how terrible, garbage City thank you points are. Uh, but yeah, they added temporarily American Airlines as a transfer partner. One to one if you have a Prestige or Premier card, two to one if you're using like a Thank You Preferred or Rewards Plus card. Good through November 13th. Are you excited? We did we did determine that you do still have a member of the family who has an American Airlines account. So this is possible for you to do that. Is this changes the needle for you a little bit? Yeah, I definitely think it makes thank you points more exciting. You
0: know, I'm sitting on a bunch from my old AT&T Access More that no one can get anymore, but you know, I've been steadily earning on that for years, but the value really dropped when City Premier went from getting it being able to get 1.25 cents per point to only getting one and so this brings a lot of the value back yes i no longer have an a account rip this would have been actually i guess it's better that it happened now because i would have transferred stuff over and probably lost that to buttheads but um it's very good that this is happening i think everyone is crossing their fingers that even though they're saying it's temporary it ends up being a permanent thing but it's also one of those things where it feels like really feels like this should have happened like years ago and it's happening now it's exciting but it's not as exciting as it would have been if it had happened when everyone was clamoring
1: for a three four five years ago but yeah what do you think i'm kind of curious about this why city never did this before of course they have some sort of a contract on their co-branding that these miles cost them a certain percentage in it or a certain You know whatever it's costing them to buy from american airlines and the theory was always that they could never get the price cheap enough to make it work and my guess is that's still the case and that city is just willing to spend a little bit more right now and we see them you know upping the bonus on the premier card and trying to get in the game as their competitors have really been aggressive in marketing so i think that's what this is it's just marketing of course i think they're going to look at the data to see how good it is but my guess is that american airlines miles are costing them more than some of their other transfer partners so I'm not convinced that this will last past the expiration in November, but of course if it turns into a popular benefit, then we can see them them shifting it. I personally have way too many American Airlines miles, which is sad because to your point, this is a good value, certainly better than most of their other transfer partners. And I know that this is something that'll probably move the mark for people who uh, who have kind of abandoned City Thank you because they don't like some of the more obscure partners, and to your point, losing some of the value over the years. Uh, of course, they did add the ability to to transfer them out at one cent each, so that's the base value here. But yeah, it's a good it's a good thing. Hopefully, it does last longer. Hopefully, this means that City continues to innovate and put some effort into their products, something that we haven't always seen over the years. So yeah, I'm, I'm I think it's good, and it's nice that they gave love to the lower cards as well, even if it's not as good of a transfer ratio. So as you were talking, I transferred a bunch of thank
0: you points to my wife. This is her card. Oh, you can't see anything. So
1: went ahead and did that. I was trying
0: to do it yesterday, but of course, city First, I tried to log into my thank you account and I went in this endless verification loop where they are like, I'm going to send you a text, put in the code. I put in the code, I hit continue. Then they spit me back to the screen. I'm going to send you a text. I did it five times. Finally, I got through. And then when I tried to transfer points to my wife, it had the i don't if you've if you've done city a lot you've seen it instead of saying the number of points i had it said nan like capital n a n and so i couldn't transfer it but i was just able to do it right now so i transferred the maximum number of points to my wife and hopefully i can transfer those to her aa account now i know you already transferred some you know what was your
1: experience like did it get over there pretty quickly you know how did that go well actually in the notes it wasn't me who did it i just copied a comment over from frequent milers post And I think Greg is the one who posted there that it took him 14 hours. So he theorized that they do a batch every night. Um, His happened around 2 a.m. Eastern. So that's a data point coming from Greg at Frequent Miler. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's good to see. It's not instant, but you're not going to be waiting several days. But keep that in mind if you're trying to book an award. Thankfully, I think American Airlines still allows holds pretty commonly. Uh, They had said years ago they were going to get rid of holds, but I think holds are still there to stay. So you can hold an award for up to 24 hours. Just that gives you enough time. It seems like to transfer them in. So, yeah, I mean, uh, this is a good good thing, and it's good to to see City stepping up. Like I said, uh, they've been playing from behind for so many years now, basically since they started cutting prestige, in my opinion, and it's been uh, nothing nothing good since then. Now, one thing that has worked for me in the past that I
0: cannot say would necessarily work for this, but I'm guessing it would. And this is what I would try to do if I was in that situation. If you're holding a preferred or rewards plus, and you're only getting 50% of your thank you points when you're transferring them to AA, one thing I did in the past was you can upgrade your card to a premiere, but you actually have 30 days to change your mind and downgrade it back Um, and so you know maybe you upgrade it you transfer them but then you change your mind you don't want that card anymore that is something that has worked for me in the past i used to use that to use uh, thank you points for disney cruise line just uh, something to throw out there if you're not holding a premiere of prestige right now which what's the latest on the prestige does it exist anymore i know i know we talk about this every week but i'm still waiting for
1: the official news yeah i think there's no official news as far as i know but it's still gone so it's I mean, it's, it's a card going away, but I don't know that they've officially announced anything uh, yet.
0: So it's down to only like, if you want to get a city card to make these transfers,
1: like you're down to only the premier then, right? In terms of applying for a new card. Correct. If you're applying for a new card, absolutely. That's uh, where your, where your limitations are. You can only get the premier, but of course it has that 80 K bonus right now. So best ever bonus. If you are in the market for it, there are data points that it's been a little bit more difficult to get approved lately. For this round. So City is being a little bit more picky. We talked about that last week as well. So just keep that in mind. It's not as easy as it maybe has been in the past to get approved for City. But uh, let's move on, Joe. Let's talk about Michigan because Mark's not here. So he can't he can't uh, dominate the conversation. So I get to talk all about his home state without him being able to, to chime in. Thankfully, I only have really nice things to say. So I don't think he'll be too upset.
0: Yes. Can we start with Not that I would have gone, but why you guys planned this trip where you visited Michigan and
1: didn't even let me know that you were going?
0: Not that I would have gone, but, you know, it would have been nice to have been asked.
1: Yeah, so Mark had just said, I have this weekend open. Do you want to come up to the cottage? And I... Said sure, and we had been talking about getting the kids together. Ellie's six and a half, I think. Uh, Charlotte's about a year older than her. Connor's a couple years older than her, so they're they're all young, and they we figured they'd get along. And we did that. We hung out at the cottage, talked about that last week a little bit. But I really wanted to do a longer road trip from there, take a couple of weeks before Ellie goes back into school in August. And unfortunately, Jasmine's work with real estate just didn't allow that. So I figured out the longest I could stretch the trip, which was about a week, and then we sort of took off from the Detroit area, the Southern area where we hung out at Mark's Cottage, and then headed up towards Traverse City and some of the other areas up in Northern Michigan. So it just made it, it was supposed to be just a couple of days in Detroit and then a road trip from there. It ended up being sort of a Michigan adventure, a little play on the amusement park uh, up in Grand Rapids there for you Michigan lovers. Uh, Michigan's Adventure, a little play on That one went that. right over my head, yeah. but I'm sure someone laughed. The, the, yeah, I'm sure there's some obscure amusement park lover or Michigander out there that got a, got a little uh, joy out of that. So flying into Detroit, speaking of American Airlines, the the flights were crazy. I could not find any good deals on flights to get out there. Just right now, the flights were insane. So what I ended up doing, and I it still kills me to this day, I said I have a lot of American Airlines miles. I did three saver first class redemptions. To Detroit on America Airlines connecting through Dallas and it went really well. 25,000 miles a piece felt like a lot because for especially for domestic first class we didn't get any of the wide bodies unfortunately which they're flying around on American right now but it was better than like $300 in coach for the same ticket so I don't know it, it worked good. Ellie, Ellie liked of course flying up the front big and she loved the, the novelty of it yeah.
0: What so you flew AA, so it was Delta's prices just like a non starter. I know you don't, I don't think you have a lot of sky miles, so maybe that wasn't an option. And I'm guessing that it was going to be the same, that it was going to be really expensive on points, but at least you paid saver for your first class flight. So it wasn't as bad, but it's just weird to take a connection when you don't necessarily have to.
1: Yeah, correct. Uh, Delta's flights were for Coach like $400 one way, uh, 30,000 sky miles for Coach. American, I just happened to look and they were about 20,000 advantage miles for coach or 25,000 for first class. Oh, yeah, that's because of the saver. So that was really the cost. I was going to have to pay either way. And it ended up being a very good uh, flight and it was a quick connection. Coming back, we flew Frontier, which is a direct flight. And coming back was much more reasonable. In fact, I, we actually extended our stay in Michigan uh, for a day to take advantage of a promo on uh that jasmine was doing on one of their their casino apps there and i was able to utilize my status for a free change and everything else but direct flight on frontier back like 110 bucks each person so we we paid cash for that and that gave us free seats so we had upgraded legroom free bags all that stuff so frontier came came through once again every flight i've had on them has been on time friendly um so i'm really enjoying that 49 status match from last year as much as i've I haven't been able to brag about it in, in a month or two. So I'm really glad to be able to trot that thing back out. Find someone who looks at you like Sean looks at his $49 <laughs>
0: frontier status. people. <laughs> yeah. So in terms of the flights, just for people's reference, how far in advance did you buy it? Like two weeks? Is that why
1: it was so expensive? Yeah. Cause Mark didn't invite me to the last minute cause he had a, Make sure he invited everybody else before he invited. He probably my had family. a last minute cancellation. Actually, yeah, I'm sure. Rental. I'm sure. And it was like, oh, uh, Sean, yeah. I'm free. Yeah, and that's just typically how I do things, uh, last minute. So this time I ended up having, uh, to, you know, to to pay for it. So I do think that I would have been able to get a better deal especially getting out there had it been a little bit further in advance. Although, like I said, coming back, the prices weren't too difficult. And yeah, overall, uh, pretty good. As far as where we went, I did want to talk a little bit because we stayed in quite a few Marriott Bonvoy properties, which is not normal for us. Detroit isn't really great on Hyatt properties. And I've hit all my Hyatt nights for the year, so I'm not really worried about if I'm in Hyatt or not. And so we stayed, our first place we stayed was the Westin Inside DTW Airport which I know is sort of famous for having that TSA line that skips, you know, that you can kind of skip the lines through. And it's right in the uh, McNamara terminal, the Delta terminal there. And it was fine. It was nice. We arrived at 1 a.m. There was 15 people waiting to check in with only one person checking in people. So that was a little rough. There was people on both sides of us having a marijuana party, uh, I guess, before their early flight. So they stayed up all night smoking marijuana. But the room itself was nice. And uh, that hotel... Seems like it's a decent use of a 35K cert if you really want to stay in the airport, although there's some cheaper Bonvoy properties just off the airport. But you haven't ever stayed there, I'm assuming, the Westin and DTW, have you? No. The one time we were in Detroit, we
0: stayed in Ann Arbor, maybe a Hyatt place or something. I can't I can't quite remember. But we want to check out Ann Arbor. Was it... Difficult at all. I know sometimes like with these certs, it can be a real pain. Was it like pretty straightforward to use or is it like Hilton where you have to call them or be super annoying?
1: Yeah, the nice thing about this is that with Bonvoy is you can just use it in the app. It's just like booking uh, with points. It shows up in your account. So that's good. And I'm going to be having platinum status with Bonvoy. I do have to pick up a personal credit card some point this year, but that'll have enough nights at that point. To have the status but my wife won't so it was nice to be able to use the cert from her account of course we didn't get any free breakfast or anything like that the other bonvoy property we also stayed at at the end of our trip the delta by marriott right near dtw airport and that hotel is terrible the rooms are okay it's been renovated but like it's, it's basically a building from the 1970s that it rained a little bit. All the internet went out. Uh, they were having power went out for a while. They said it happens every time it rains. So I wouldn't recommend the Delta at DTW Airport. And then we stayed at the Inn at Bay Harbor up in Petoskey, Michigan. And I know that that's Greg from Frequent Miler. He writes about, talks about that property all the time. It's right on Lake Michigan, a beautiful property, almost impossible to get on points. It's a Category 5, I think. So it runs 35000 points during normal times. And I was able to snag two single night reservations last minute for that property. One using my wife's 35K cert, one just paying 35,000 points. As a gold member, they gave her free breakfast too. So we got free breakfast, a nice little view uh, on our first night. So that was a spectacular property, especially for the price. And I know that that's uh, something that a lot of points people like like to look at and my only advice there is keep checking last minute availability they seem to drop some rooms the day of or the day before so overall the michigan area
0: any highlights you know what did you enjoy the most did you get any, any theme parks i know
1: you try to get to a theme park like every place you are in the world so that's really not true i i hate that i get pigeon in true. there i i it's not i mean if there is a theme park in the way i do but i definitely do a lot of travel where i'm not going to theme parks and i didn't even uh, there is, like I said, Michigan's Adventure over in Grand Rapids, and there's some smaller parks around the way. But that wasn't our, our focus on this trip. It was just to kind of have fun as a family. So there are a couple of things we did. We went to Mackinac Island, which is up on Lake Huron. It's right near where the lower peninsula and upper peninsula of Michigan meet. And what's really interesting about Mackinac Island is there's no cars. So it's a place to go visit. There's hotels and bed and breakfast, things like that, a historic fort. And some beautiful views of the lake. It's right there in the middle. You take a ferry out there. Really like that. And it's kind of cool to see just the horse and buggies. There's no cars anywhere on the island there. And then the other place I really enjoyed was the Sleeping Bear Dunes, which is near Traverse City. A very famous site of uh, dunes. It's a national landmark, I think. Uh, Beautiful dunes with these gorgeous views of Lake Michigan. And very unique in that they sort of like have these really steep drop-offs as you go. Uh, down to the lake. So it's it's just a beautiful place. Northern Michigan, totally beautiful. <laughs> My only complaint about the whole entire state of Michigan, I told Mark, is the roads are terrible. Worst roads I've seen anywhere in the U.S. But he said that's a known thing. They're, they're working to fix it. But uh, nice people, beautiful scenery. Glad to finally get up to that northern area, Michigan, Traverse City, Petoskey, see all of that stuff. So if you're ever in that area, uh, go ahead and do it. I wish I could have done the Upper Peninsula, kind of driven over to Green Bay and stuff, get over to Wisconsin, but I'll have to do that on another trip. Uh, It was nice to get out, and it was a perfect trip to be kind of away from people and just sort of enjoying our family time, and uh, I I loved it. The roads, was it like potholes,
0: like uh, New England? You know, we just have potholes everywhere, and... If they don't actually during the pandemic, they fixed a ton because no one was on the roads. But in general, you know, every spring it's like awful Uh, winter to spring. Like, you know, just all the weather makes it terrible.
1: Yeah, it's similar to that, but I would say probably even worse, like more roads that haven't been fixed. And Mark had said that it was that it's a known thing. And their governor, uh, Gretchen Whitmer, had ran her whole campaign, apparently, according to Mark, on fixing the roads. So it's a well-known issue there. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it's just potholes, like you said, from the weather, from the extreme cold, from the snow settling there, all that kind of stuff. Nothing too crazy. And uh, yeah, overall, really liked it. I was really excited to get the Bay at Inn Harbor or the Inn at Bay Harbor. Oh, my God. I keep saying that backwards. Uh, But (laughs) glad to get that. And um, yeah, overall, points and miles came through with the status, with the, the flights, the hotels, everything completely taken care of. So you can't beat that. Yeah, sounds like a great trip. And uh you mainly avoided airports. So, you know, except for just getting there and coming back. Yeah, there was no, you know, in in Michigan the mask mandates gone, so there was no wearing masks outside of flying. That was nice and like I said we were mostly outdoors, mostly distance from people, so it was able to just have a nice trip. It sort of felt a little bit normal, which I definitely appreciated. Was excited to see that. And of course, the, the flying was fairly normal. Nobody acting out on the planes, everybody sort of getting used to the mask stuff on the planes. It's good to see that you have less of the, uh, the confrontation between flight crew and, and passengers. Speaking of planes and airports, let's talk about what makes a good airport. It's funny because when I landed in Detroit, I gave Mark a hard time about the airport because he says that it's the best airport in the country, which is ridiculous, but it is a good airport. So he had the idea to have Brian write up an article about what is the, you know, what we all like in an airport, what makes a good airport for us, not just me and Mark, but DDG and Ian and Benji and Ryan. So the whole MTM crew sort of chimed in on what makes a good airport for us. And of course, Mark and I being as stubborn as we had to and going at each other, of course, I had to choose Las Vegas McCarran International Airport just to prove my point. And he had to choose DTW. So I don't know how uh, unbiased our opinions are. What makes a good airport for you, Joe? What do you look for in an airport? I think for me, I saw that you like gave a Singapore runner-up,
0: which I agree. Singapore is... I would say Singapore airport is where I would want to like spend a very long layover. In fact, I have spent a very long layover there. But when I'm thinking about what makes a good airport, I'm not thinking about what I'm going to do if I'm stuck in a layover. I'm thinking about you know my actual transit process which with the family these days it's not about enjoying the lounge it's not about enjoying the airport it is about you know how am i going to get onto the plane with as little stress and anxiety as possible so for me it's short security lines hopefully a lounge that you know there's somewhere comfortable that my kids can go but Honestly, if there's not a lounge, as long as there's a lot of space, like I know Mark said that he wants like a spacious airport, like that's as good as having a lounge. At some point I flew and there's a whole section of Logan where, uh, Boston Logan, my home airport where no flights were leaving from there. And so that whole entire section was empty. And that was great for my child that I was traveling with at the time, because, you know, there was a lot of space. So short lines space. And if it's a more compact airport, like you don't have to like run, through you know so i like the medium-sized airports because some of these airports you have to either take a tram or run like down 90 gates to make it a connection so you know it's all about convenience for me right now and of course i am biased but i would say boston is probably my favorite airport just because i know it so well and that that's part of the convenience too right if you know an airport really well you can get through it very quickly uh and with Less stress, so uh, I think Boston Logan is really good for that. I really need to hear your argument for Las Vegas, though, because every time I've gone through Las Vegas, I've had to deal with even a TSA pre check very bad security lines. Uh, it's not super comfortable. The only positive for me is that I can play slots in the terminal, but other than that, I don't know. So, well, I don't know what,
1: what Las Vegas airport you're going to with long security lines because I fly out of there, you know, in a normal year, probably 40 or 50. Maybe I always leave at the you know, maybe I always. Actually, no, that's
0: not that's not the case. I was going to say, maybe I always leave at the wrong time because I'm taking red eyes home, but you take red eyes out to the East Coast too. So I don't know. Maybe I've just had bad luck.
1: Yeah, because I, I, I almost never get lines there. And usually I live 10 minutes from the airport, so I can time it where I'm at the airport through security and at the gate with you know about five minutes to spare. I know Rick is saying that that Las Vegas McCarran isn't spacious. There are some older terminals there. But I think there's a few things. It's close to the city, so that's very good. Uh, everything's connected air side, which to me is very important. And that's one area where like Detroit's airport fails. And I don't know that there's any airport in the country that really checks all these boxes. Uh, but I think that being able to get between terminals, like for instance, in Detroit, you have Delta in one terminal and everybody else in the other terminal. And it's a 10 minute bus ride between the two of them. To me, that sort of disqualifies Detroit. Uh, some other good ones like San Francisco that Ian said gets disqualified in that same way because you can't really travel between terminals. Um, but Vegas does get a knock because it doesn't have like a train link to the city, but you're really only five or 10 minutes away from the main corridors. And even if you live here, it's a fairly central location uh, to get home. So it's 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 good for that reason. But like I said, mainly I had to do it just to, just to counter Mark with his ridiculous pick of Detroit uh, airport, which isn't a bad airport at all. I do like Detroit's airport. But the North Terminal is certainly not world class and the ability to you have to travel on a bus between the terminals there, um, but yeah, I, I I think Las Vegas is a great airport. It also handles its traffic fairly well, but I'm sure there's a, there's better ones out there. To your point, I probably would have picked Singapore if I wasn't uh, defending my hometown. And I love that airport. The only thing, the only knock on Singapore is the distance between the terminals, and the security at the gate. I'd rather pr- go through security at the beginning, then I can go to my lounge and relax or do whatever. I don't have to worry about dealing with that security at the gate. But that's fairly common through those Asian airports. So, um, yeah, Singapore Changi, place to hang out, watch a movie, hang out in the gardens, go down the five story slide. Have you ever done that? No, we ended up taking a day trip into the city since we were there for such a long
0: layover. But yeah, it, it does feel like it's right up our alley. It's basically like an amusement park in an airport all in one. So,
1: yeah, absolutely. And I, I haven't been there since they opened the new terminal. It was. I think just a couple months away from opening the last time I went through there in 2019. So I'm excited to get back there and play around with all of that. But I've connected through there many times and it's a great airport. And there's so many great airports around the world. Unfortunately, in the US, our aviation industry developed before a lot of these other countries. So a lot of our airports, like Newark, for instance, are old, right? And they just don't have the infrastructure that they need in order to compete in modern times. And that makes it a little bit frustrating. And they're doing things like we've seen LaGuardia recently open up their central terminal. They're doing stuff to make these airports better. LAX under a multi-billion dollar renovation over the I last I was just going to bring up years. LAX. I'm wondering yeah. if when I think of airports, I dislike LAX's
0: LAX and JFK top the list. And so I saw I, they're building like a tram system, or something like i think that, because one of the biggest pains in lax is like you can't get between terminal to terminal like it's just so annoying you have to take a bus it's just terrible so yeah hopefully these airports uh pick it up so it's a good point
1: yeah lax is building a a rail line to near the airport and then they're going to have this tram this sort of similar probably to jfk's air train or uh, some of these other airports with a, a land side connection but it's still not going to help airside If you look at the airport on the left side, terminals four through eight are connected underground, but yeah, LAX still has problems. It's not going to get fixed, Uh, but they're, they're doing their best. And that's the kind of struggle with airports in the U S it's probably way more nerdy than we had to get, but lots of interesting things. If you love kind of debating airports, check out our article because everybody in the MTM team, uh, decided to pick something. Of course, I think Ryan is the one who is the only one who picked an international airport. Uh, which is, uh, I'll let you guys find out what he picked. Check out the article link in the show notes. Let's move on to rapid fires, Joe. What do you got for us?
0: Danny wrote up an article about how in the United States, people are facing long waits for passport renewals right now. This is very relevant to me because I've been bugging my wife to take her passport picture for six months um, and she hasn't done it. I mean, We're not going to need it international until next summer, but I'm still like, hey, let's uh get this going. So, if you're planning to travel internationally this fall and your passport is up for renewal, just go ahead and get that done early. You know, don't procrastinate. I think it's uh, you know, it's one of those things. Actually, if you're thinking about traveling internationally, check your passport expiration date because a lot of us haven't pulled our passports out in the last year or two. So, you really want to know if it's expiring so that you can uh, get
1: that renewed post haste. What about you, Sean? Yeah, don't do like what we did a few years ago and arrive close to your destination without a passport like we were going to the Bahamas and my wife didn't realize her passport had expired and uh, we had to get that last that same day passport in Miami which was a lot of a lot of stress and like I'm stressed I'm stressed just hearing that yeah it it was yeah it was it was quite the day Uh, it's funny because we had the we had the broke up the flight we flew into Fort Lauderdale on JetBlue and then we had an early morning flight to Nassau and I woke up at the airport hotel that we had and in my mind, as I woke up, I realized her passport was expired. Like I, the whole trip flying, everything else never came to my mind. I set up, I'm like, check your passport. I think it's expired. And she did. And then we, we got that same day passport experience. So I did write about that if anybody's interested. Although I'm sure nowadays with COVID, I don't know how much practical advice you can get uh, with that because I'm sure the process has changed. My rapid fire is the Chicago Athletic Association. It's an unbound Hyatt in Chicago, one that I know a lot of people are interested in just because of the name and how unique it is. And uh, Felicia Kiefer, who has been an, a contributor to the site for a couple of years now, she t- doesn't write as often as I would like. So thanks, Felicia, for for doing this. Um, she's just really busy. Uh, but she had a great time at this hotel, and I know it's something, a hotel that a lot of people are looking at. So check out that review. She really liked her stay there, and it looks like one of the more unique Hyatt's in Chicago, a city with tons of options for Hyatt lovers. You
0: haven't stayed there, yeah. Joe, huh? Have you stayed there? No, I haven't. I stayed in the Hyatt Regency in Chicago, which was nice, but definitely like a business hotel.
1: Yeah, I think that Hyatt Regency in Chicago, which if you don't know is Hyatt, I know you know, Joe, but if people out there don't know is Hyatt's, their their world headquarters are in Chicago. But the Hyatt Regency in Chicago, I believe is the biggest Hyatt in the world. And then I think Baja Mar is the second biggest. So there you go. I've stayed at that Hyatt Regency too. And you feel like a you feel like one of a million at that hotel because there's it, so many it, rooms. You know, I did not realize it was one of the
0: biggest, but that makes sense because I was like this. I mean, I felt like a small fish in a big pond. So yeah, definitely.
1: Well, that's the story of my life, Joe. Small fish in big pond. And I think we'll uh, close it out on that. Mark will be back next week to talk about his vacation. I'm sure he'll have more of a tan because he's, basically just hanging out at the beach. And uh, we definitely miss him and hope he comes back. But it's been nice to be able to get a few words in without somebody cracking jokes and laughing at us. So uh, it's been good. And that's going to do it for us this week. Joe, where can people find you when they're not listening to the Miles to Memories podcast? You can find me
0: at As Joe Flies all over social media. If you need help booking a Disney vacation, you can email me Joseph Chung at
1: travelmission.net. And yeah, those are the main places. What about you, Sean? Well, we have our new MTM Vegas podcast. If people out there haven't heard about it, uh, check that out, mtmvegas.com. And if you are new to the podcast, don't forget to leave us a review. You can find everything with this podcast at mtmpodcast.com. But just search MTM or Miles to Memories in any podcast app. You'll find this podcast. You'll find the Vegas podcast. If you like it, leave us a review. Tell people about our shows, any of our content. And then, of course, all of our posts during the week at miles to memories.com travel reviews miles and points analysis on the transfer partners i know benji has a a post coming up on the aa city thing so look for that and uh, most importantly thanks so much for listening for reading talk to you guys next time see ya